You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and, Nick, we mentioned one guy earlier that, that really had another big game. Uh, Jerry Judy, 154 yards on five receptions. Didn't get in the end zone, Nick, but uh, that's his season high uh, this year, 154 yards. I believe his previous high was 117 uh, this season. He was only, I want to say, was it 28 yards short of, of reaching 1,000 yards oh, wow. um, this season, which, which you could tell, too, Nick, at the end of the game, they were trying to get him the ball yeah, yeah. Uh, to hit that mark. I think they knew. Uh, but Nick, what do you think uh, of Jerry's performance? And, and I, I'm guessing it gives you a lot of confidence that this guy can be their number one guy going forward. Well, I love what I saw, George. And I mean, I, I figured this out a while back that you know Jerry Judy was the bona fide number one receiver. With Cortland Sutton being out for a couple of weeks, it allowed the Broncos to move Jerry around and really showcase his ability and his versatility. And it, it showed it showed today. I mean, Cortland Sutton was on the field. But Jerry had more yards than a Cortland Sutton. That tells you the connection that both he and Russell were having. And from for one, I thought it was really important for Jerry to Judy to go out there and have a great showing today because it is the last game of the 2022 season. And also looking at that fifth-year option, will the team pick it up? You got Doran right there going to pick it up because you saw what Jerry can actually do if he is kind of the focal point of this offense. And I just think about it from this standpoint. If you get back uh, a healthy Tim Patrick and you get back KJ Hamler, imagine what that uh, foursome would actually look like when we talk about putting those guys on the field against opposing defenses. Yeah, he, I mean, these last few weeks, Nick, Jerry has has proven to me that he's the guy that they drafted, right? I think that there's been some of those question marks. We, we've seen the flashes. We've seen the potential uh, that he could be, you know, uh, you know, on that same tier as guys like a Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams. And, and he's not there yet, right? He's still not there. We got to see more. But these last few weeks, Nick, uh, six of his last seven games, he's had over at least 65 yards receiving. Um, that's impressive. Yeah. And, and it's consistency, right? That's been the biggest thing with him. Is like he'd have some breakout games here or there, right? You look at the Seattle game to start the year. He had 102 yards uh, in that game. He had 117 yards against the Rams a few weeks ago uh, in that loss. But like they were here and there. Now he's showing some consistency. He's showing uh, that he can do it every single Sunday. And that, to me, uh, shows that he's growing. He's maturing as a player. And he's also staying healthy, right? Uh, he's right. had some injuries. And I think that's been the biggest thing that's maybe hindered him the last you know few years or a couple of years is the is the injuries popping up. So if he can stay healthy, man, like this is a guy that that can be a difference maker for you. 
Well, George, when you look at, uh, you know, Jerry Judy over the past couple of weeks, like you said, I mean, do you think he can be like a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson, or a CeeDee Lamb or Brandy Ayuk for the Denver Broncos? Do you see him in, in on that same level? I do. I think he has that potential. Uh, is he there yet? No. But I, I mean, I, I still think he can get there, right? Like, I think he has every ability in the world to be like a CeeDee Lamb or Jamar Chase. Now, I think Justin Jefferson has put himself on a tier that no one else is on, maybe other than Devontae Adams. So I'm not going to put him there yet. Uh, but in terms of other guys, you know, that were around his draft class in terms of CeeDee Lamb and, and Jamar Chase, I think he's right there, man. Like, I think he's really close. He needs he needs more consistent quarterback play, which I think he'll get. And we'll get into Russell Wilson here in a second. Uh, and I think he needs the right offensive system, right? I think we saw this year. I mentioned the, the 60 yards over the last, uh, what, six out of the last seven games. That also coincides with him playing in different spots, right? Uh, right. That that plays with him playing the X, uh, playing some different spots. He's not just playing in the slot. They're doing some different things with him. They're getting creative. Like that's like whoever comes in as the next offensive coordinator or play caller, that needs to happen, right? Uh, to to get him the ball because I think that's been part of the issue. I mean, the Pat Shermer offense clearly wasn't uh, oh, fit for him either. We, we don't <laughs> need to dive into that, but, oh, but yeah. But no. I think again, like I said, I think it, it, it speaks to his growth. And he talked about that. Nick, after the game, and we have the audio right here from DenverBroncos.com uh, where Jerry's talking about his growth over this last season. Uh, I feel like I was just getting consistent opportunities, and I was just taking advantage of them opportunities, you know. And um, when I did get the ball, you know, I just wanted to make, make a play every every chance I get. So I felt like that just a mixture of physicality and just want, want to score and just want to be able to bring that spark to the offense. And he's brought it, Nick. and He's brought that spark. And, and again, I think that that – that comment kind of speaks to his maturity too, is just saying, taking advantage of his opportunities. And, and again, he's got to stay healthy. Cause I, I think again, he, he last year, I think he would have had this type of season if he didn't miss. Well, what did he miss? Like seven weeks, maybe uh, yeah, seven because weeks. he got injured in the early part of the first game of that the Giants. I game. think. Yeah. Yeah. The Giants game. Yeah. And uh, so again, that's probably the biggest thing is him just staying healthy. Well, George, that's the one thing that you cannot really control uh, right. as a player. The fact that when you get injured, the type of injury that you do sustain. And I just think it's a little bizarre, you know, when, when guys get drafted high, they get an injury. Oh, well, you know, he's a buzz and he's plagued by injuries. I mean, if you ask any player, that's the last thing they would want to happen. But it is a part of the game and you just have to kind of work through it. You just hope as a, from a player standpoint. That you know, you if you if you were to get an injury, that you can kind of work through it and get yourself back on the field. And Jerry Judy is he's definitely displayed his skill set to every person. Now I'm hoping that the naysayers that have said so many negative things about Jerry would actually change their minds based on what they say. And I know they say, well, a, a leopard could change their spots. Maybe for certain people in the local media, maybe not. But hopefully, it gives them something where they can look at the game from today and say, you know what, there's something special about Jerry Judy, and he's right. If he is involved in an offensive game plan, these are the type of numbers that he can actually put up. Yeah, and again, it felt like sometimes, Nick, these last few years that he wasn't a part of the game plan or maybe the ball just wasn't going his way, which just makes no sense because you right. watch the guy. that He had a move tonight. I don't even know if it was on a pass play. I think it might have been. Uh, the end around or something where he uh, he he might have ended Khalil Mack's career 
breaking his ankles out there on the edge <laughs> and uh and beat him because it looked like it was, it was a play that looked dead dead to rights yeah, right? it looked like he was gonna, just like that yeah yeah he like he was gonna lose yards he makes one move makes Khalil Mack go to the ground and then he picks up 12 yards on the ground and it's like you know that's the type of dude right that that you yeah. want on your football team so um you know props to him I thought he played really well down the stretch of this season uh and, and again I'm excited to see what he can do next year and I also mentioned it Nick it's going to hinder somewhat on Russell Wilson, right? Uh, you got to have great quarterback play. What did you think of, of Russell's performance tonight? It feels like Nick, I'd have to look up his stats and I will hear while you, while you talk, but it felt like these last few games of the season, Russell really started to find a groove. I don't know if that was the play calling. Obviously these last two weeks, I think that that helped, um, you know, kind of throw the Rams game out the window, but um, you know, the, the, these last few games, it felt like Russell was finally hitting a groove. Yeah, that's because they were getting him outside the pocket. Like in that first half of the of today's game, Russ was trying to throw, uh, make plays from the pocket, and, and it wasn't working well because we saw some of the same issues. You know, leaky protection, hands in his face. You know, he had to rush passes, and he's trying to scramble and get out of there. And he still got outside the pocket and made a couple of plays because there were moments where it looked like he was going to go down because he was expecting a sack because the, 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 the pocket started to collapse around him and he kind of like ducked and maneuvered out and realized, oh, hey, I'm outside the pocket. So let me throw the ball down the field. So it was great to see Russell do that. And he did speak about how things had, had changed somewhat subtly, you know, working with Clint and working with uh, Coach Alton. And maybe that was one of the biggest things that Jerry Rosberg brought to the Denver Broncos putting out in the box and leaving, you know, Russell's quarterback coach, which is Clint Kubiak on the sideline, because that's the one guy that works with Russell consistently. So you want to make sure it was some extra, extra dialogue there. So it was great to see Russell somewhat change over the past two weeks, but I still have that burning question. Why so late, George? Why? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't know, Nick, but you need to know that I was right over these last four games. Um, Russell, Oh, was... well, you want to point that out, huh? <laughs> I, I, I am. These last four games, Nick, uh, Russell Wilson, um, I believe, I, um, if I'm reading these stats correctly, threw for eight touchdowns in the final four games, uh, threw for over at least 215 yards in the last four games, and had a completion percentage, uh, an average completion percentage over the final four games, over 65% which is the highest that he's had all year. I believe um, he had a 70, I mean, highest average over a four game span. So that's pretty good, Nick. Uh, again, we'll see what happens next year. And we'll, we'll obviously have all off season to talk about that. Um, but I think it does give you just a little, a little glimmer of hope uh, that they can fix this. Right. And, and I think, it, I think what you're talking about though, Nick, is a good sign for whoever comes in here next, right? And again, we don't know who's going to get retained. I, I doubt a lot of these guys are back offensively, including Kubiak and, and Alton, who, who did a good job 
these last few weeks. But I think it maybe is a, is a good sign for whoever they bring in here that say, hey, make sure your quarterback coach uh, is the guy on the sideline, right? Somebody that is very, you know, has a good relationship with Russell's working with them often. Uh, and then whoever you trust to call plays up in the box. I think that that, that clearly worked for him. And, and again, it goes back to Nick. You know, Hackett wasn't in the box calling plays, right? When he was out there, Kubiak went up in the box, but then all of a sudden you don't have a quarterback coach on the sideline. And then it takes them all the way to the last few weeks to figure out what's, what's actually the best option. Uh, I do think that that, that played a factor in, in Russell playing better down the stretch. Well, that's when, we, when you put those words together, the first thing you, that comes to my mind is that is on full display of what was going on with this coaching staff. Right, you would think that those things would be worked out before we even get to the regular season. Who's going to be in the box? Who's going to be on the field? Why is it important to have your quarterback coach there with the quarterback when he comes off the field? It reminds me of the time when I coached for the 49ers, and every time you know Jimmy Garoppolo came off the field, or C.J. Beathard, or or Nick Mullins. I mean, there was Rich Gangarello there every single time. Was was Kyle there helping out? Yeah, absolutely. And then you had Mike McDaniels in the box. You have to start to figure these things out early because the idea is that what system or formula, whatever you want to call it, works best for your quarterback. Because if, if we're going to continue to say, well, the quarterback is the most important player, well, you better give him you know, all the coverage and all the support he needs. If not, now you run the risk of having a season like the Broncos had this year. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I think that, I, I think that they know that I think the Broncos know that. And I think Russell even knows, I mean, I, I, I know you listened to his 30 minute um, dissertation on the Why season you saying that? <laughs> because it was long, man. It was long. And I was, I was like, listen, I was like, listen, Russ, it's been a long year, man. Uh, and, and, you know, he made us wait over an hour after the game, which is fine, you know, and then gets up there. I will say though, we probably won't get to talk to him again. Uh, probably, I I honestly don't know when we'll talk to him again. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe he'll do like Radio Row at the Super Bowl or something. But I, I I don't believe he'll be speaking again to the media for quite some time. So I appreciate him taking the time to to talk to us after the game. But uh, it was quite long. But he he talked about Nick uh, that that he didn't play up to his standard. Right? He he didn't. He he was humbled this year. I think it was the way he phrased it. Um, and, and but he knows deep down and of course Russell's going to say this and he said it all year that he can that he can get back to where he was and I believe him Nick mm-hmm. uh, and maybe I'm in the minority of some of the local media that have been criticizing of him and not even national media right that have been very critical of him but I, I believe that he can get back to that and again I, I saw somebody put out Nick the throw that he made to um, I think it was Jerry down the sideline and he's rolling out he's on the run somebody's chasing him down and he's about to go out of bounds and he just wings it 50 yards down the field on a dime to Jerry Judy. Washed up quarterbacks don't make that throw, Nick. No, um, guys don't. that guys that can play in this league, uh, guys that can play in this league at a high level make that throw. Uh, that's, that's that's the type of throw you see from Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those type of players. So that those kind of things should tell me he can still play. And I think it also shows that, again, you get the right people in here, the right people in place. Uh, this guy can win football games. Is he going to be, you know, MVP of the league? Probably not. But this guy can play at a really high level. Well, you really don't need a guy to come in and be the MVP. I mean, it's great if it happens, but 
I mean, how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers win the MVP, right? And not really go far in the playoffs. I mean, all you have to do is go to uh, basketball. James James Harden wins a couple of MVPs, but guess what? That that's it, right? And you want more than just that. You want a championship. You want a guy to be able to get you there. And the way you get there is by playing sound, balanced, complementary football and having a quarterback that can get those explosive plays on occasion, but he's going to take what the defense gives him. And I know it's not the most popular thing because no one likes checkdowns and fans feel as though they didn't come to uh, a stadium to see checkdowns. But for those fans, checkdowns equal first downs and first downs equal touchdowns. So to me, that's a simple philosophy opposed to having someone that is constantly chucking it down the field and constantly turning the ball over. So I like what I saw. Hopefully it's a continuation. Hopefully, you know, things change for the Denver Broncos. And yes, George, I'm glad you finally came around. All that 28 minutes that Russ gave, guess what? The media is going to miss that when you're not hearing from Russ during the offseason. So I just say soak it up, you know, be a team player. And it took 28 minutes. So what? So be it. And let's just kind of put this one behind us and look forward to seeing what happens in the 2023 season with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I just knew I had a really important podcast to record. Oh, and, you know, okay. I was like, yeah, go, Russell. But uh, I, I did. I, I did think it was funny that he, you know, said that 2023 season starts at 5:30 a.m. 5:30. So set your alarm clocks, uh, Broncos country. Um, get ready for another another fun ride. But uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I, that's how I ended my uh, that's how I ended my gamer, Nick. I thought you'd find that pretty funny. But, uh, but uh, we got we got to take a break, Nick. Uh, we can dive into some more Russell, but let's uh, let's also dive into kind of what we think of this season as a whole uh, and some other topics before we get out of here. But let's let's take a let's take a quick break. 